Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here today to talk to you about some of the miracle stories that are happening right here in our own city, in our own state, every day. My name is Tony Kosha, and the title of our show is Tony's 50,000 Coincidence Miracles. Please note, uh, this show is not about religion, and we're not trying to change anyone's religion, and we're not trying to get you to join any religion. Uh, it's just about miracle stories. I don't know of any religion on the planet that doesn't talk about miracles. Uh, that's why religions begin, because they have something that's telling them there's really a God. But we're not going to get into that. We're going to just talk about miracles and leave the decisions about all that up to you. So we don't care what religion you are. Uh, we just want to talk about miracles. Uh, if you are an atheist, uh, I, I think you'll enjoy the program as well, although I can't guarantee you'll remain an atheist very long after you hear uh, many, many convincing stories, uh, coincidence kinds of stories about miracles. Uh, you can email me your own stories if you wish. Um, we'll try to use all we can on the show. I can't guarantee we will, depending on volume and time. But you're welcome to send your stories on to us, and we will mention them when we can. Or you can send them to the following email address. Um, uh, but please notice that if we do use your story, we won't mention your name. We'll keep you anonymous. And we suggest that in your story, when you send it to us, don't use your correct name. That way anyone listening will not be able to figure out that it was you that sent the story in. Uh, the email address you can send your stories to uh, is very easy to remember. It consists of two words and three numbers. The first word is Tony, spelled T-O-N-Y. And the second word is and, spelled A-N-D. And the numbers are 777. So once again, the name is Tony and 777 at AOL.com. Well, let us begin. Our first coincidence miracle today is uh, someone who tells us that they were listening to their minister explain how important it is to do tithing, which is giving 10% of your total gross income, give 10% of that to your local church, the church you belong to. And the minister had explained many places in scripture throughout the Bible where God had indicated even way back to Adam and Eve's time with Cain and Abel, uh, where Cain and Abel brought first fruits, first fruits of their crop or first fruits of their yields. Uh, wasn't talked about as tithing back in those days, but way in the beginning with Adam and Eve and their two sons, God was impressed with what share that they had given to him uh, offering the way they used to do it in those days, you know, burning it and letting the smoke rise into heaven. But uh, God was impressed with um, with Abel, but not with Cain, because Cain did not give the 10% or the proper share, uh, but Abel had given the proper, the first fruits. I think the way it was explained was uh, Abel gave the first fruits, the first of his crop, but Cain had kept the first fruits for himself and probably took some of the less perfect the less perfect fruits and put that on the fire instead so he was not giving God the first fruits and so that angered God and annoyed God and that's why 
the story of Cain and Abel is what it is, that God was not pleased with Cain, but he was pleased with Abel. Uh, and then the story goes on where Cain and Abel, uh, Cain actually kills his brother Abel, but uh, certainly God was displeased with Cain in a few cases. And so anyway, this person had heard the minister explaining all of this and how God is annoyed with us when we don't give 10% because God has given us the 100% of our income. You know, God arranged our lives so that we are making the income we are making. And God asks us to honor him by giving him 10%. So they were really touched by the talk, and they, they do tithing, but they hadn't checked that if it was exactly 10% of their income. So they checked, and they found out that they made a mistake in their uh, when they calculated their tithing to give God 10%. And they were off by $200 in whatever period this was. I don't know if that was a quarter or a month or whatever it was. But they made a $200 mistake, so uh, they decided, they prayed about it, they felt very uncomfortable because cash was very tight at that particular time, and they didn't have the extra 200 but they felt, you know, that God would help them, uh, they, would, they would make up the $200 now and trust, because the minister had explained, you're supposed to give the 10% right off the top before you figure out if you've got enough money to give it, you don't, you don't get 100% from God and then, you know, spend spend it and then give him what's left, you right away give him the 10%. So because of that, this person decided, okay, I'm going to give this $200 mistake to my church. I'm, I should have given them $200 more than I've given them. And I'll, I'll just trust God is going to help me make it up because I don't really have the 200 right now. So it was a risky decision. So they did it. And then they said they noticed right after they wrote the check out to, to send it to their local church, they noticed they had made another mistake in their checking account and their reconciliation where they really did have $200 more in the checking account all this time and never knew about it. So that's pretty amazing. And then the real kicker is that as they were driving to work right after that, they were driving to work and they got to the first intersection on the way to work and two cars arrived at the same time that he did. And one had a license plate of 777, and the other car had a license plate of 333. So, and those are holy numbers, as you know from past shows and from my book. Uh, so he got two holy numbers arrive at the next first intersection on the way to work. And he felt that this was God patting him on the back with the uh, license plates arriving there that he did the right thing. He gave God his $200 that he owed God for tithing, even when he didn't have it. And then he found out that because God showed him his error, he really did have an error in his checkbook and he did have the $200. So that's a pretty amazing story, I think. You know, you're trusting God, you're giving him the money, you figure he'll help him help you out. And all the time you find out that God was trying to give you peace because God knew you had the extra money and you didn't even know you had it. Our next coincidence miracle is someone who was working on their computer before leaving home for work one morning. Um, and as they were working on the computer, they had to print something out and take it to the office. Um, so while they were doing this, they were running out of time. And as luck would have it, as life would have it, I shouldn't use the word, the word luck, but as life would happen, uh, life sends us surprises. They got a pop-up screen while they were 
getting ready to leave to print it out, and the pop-up screen had an error report, which they never saw before and didn't understand. That happens to me sometimes. It's very frustrating. And when, you, when you're under the pressure, if you have to leave right away or shut down the computer, you could lose all of your work. So this person relates to us. They took a deep breath and said a prayer because that's all they could do. They're running out of time. They had to print it out. They didn't know what the error message meant. So they said a quick prayer and said, please help me. And they said they got peace. They got an instinct that said, push that button. They did. Then they got another error screen. They said, oh, no, now what's this mean? Didn't know what that meant on the second screen. So they said another prayer. And they got inspired, push that button. And everything worked out well. Now, I don't know that I'm recommending you do this, but this person felt peace. And that's the clue. When God is telling you to do something, if you're feeling hectic and stressful and you get an inspiration that gives you peace you you can't possibly explain, it's called in the Bible the peace that surpasses understanding. And that's the peace that saints tell us about. So saints have told us when you feel the peace that surpasses understanding, and apparently you get used to that when you're a saint, you'll start to notice it. And this person felt they had it. They had this peace that surpassed understanding because all their stress went away in that brief second. They were absolutely sure they should push this button twice, two buttons, <laughs> and it worked out fine for them. So for them, they're positive. They had a coincidence miracle. And as I always say, you know, if you think God's talking to you and if you think God gave you a coincidence miracle, that's it. Take that to the bank. You know, you have the faith that God did something in your life. It's not important if the rest of the world believes you. So I'm glad they're sharing this with us because it gives us a, an example and an opportunity to, to, for us to think. When you pray and you think God is talking to you and you have this sense of peace and you think, you know, God wants you to do that thing and you're sure, you're not in doubt, then that's all you need because the Bible is very clear about that. You ask God what to do and don't have any doubts. Uh, it's in James chapter 1. So you can read James chapter 1, just the first uh, eight verses. It'll take you two minutes to read. James chapter 1, I'm sorry, verses uh, 5 through 8. So really, you read the first ten verses of James chapter 1, and you'll see it says, Ask God what to do, and don't doubt, and God will help you. Okay? And if you don't have peace, don't do it. I mean, if you don't have peace, never do something you don't have peace to do, okay? That's a great standard rule. If you're asking God and you don't feel peace, then don't do it until God gives you the peace you need, the sureness you need, okay? Our next story is a great coincidence story, and I hope I explain it well because it really is a blessing. Uh, I attend monthly meetings with uh, some men from our church, and we share our life stories, and we share what's going on in our life. It's a great thing to do, meeting with other people who are, you know, have faith in God. And, uh, you know, we meet for about an hour, sometimes an hour and a half a month. Uh, we have coffee and, and we talk about what God is doing in our lives. And it helps because we notice a lot of coincidences in each other's lives. And if you hear four other people are experiencing what you've experienced in the last 30 days, that's a great way for you to know that God is working in everybody's lives. So it builds everybody's faith. 
you know, it's one thing if you think you're talking to God and you're and you're having things happen a certain way, but when you can hear four other people or five other people tell you the same things are happening to them, that's extremely helpful in building your faith and trust and confidence that God is talking to you. So anyway, at this particular meeting, and uh, we often start off with prayer and song, and we have a wonderful a person who plays the guitar very well, and they usually come with their guitar. Well, this one night... We got there, and the person with the guitar wasn't there, and so we talked about it, and the, the coordinator of the meeting said, oh, yeah, he was here, but what happened was when he's, he's had such a hectic day, he's been rushing around so much, he said that when he got here, he said, oops, and he had to go back home to get his guitar because he had forgotten it, and he was very frantic because he had forgotten it in the driveway back home and this was it was dark it was a dark winter night when we were having this meeting so he was very concerned that somebody was going to pull in or pull out of his driveway and drive right over his guitar he was unloading the truck his pickup truck with things to come to the meeting and he forgot to put the guitar into the pickup truck well we all do that on occasion so he took off to go get it and so we prayed for him waiting for him to come back uh, he did come back with the guitar, I'm happy to tell you. It was an extremely expensive guitar. And some of the other men now at the meeting shared things like this had happened to them in their own life and even in my life. And we talked about how God has the ability to do anything he wants so that if indeed we drive over our guitar in the in the driveway and we're going back to get it and it's in a shambles, and if we pray, it's possible that God can assemble all the broken pieces uh, based on what we read about God in scriptures, I mean, he uh, put a coin into a fish's mouth on one occasion. Uh, he brought dead people back to life, etc. So God can do anything he wants. So it's possible that our prayers for him to find his guitar in good shape were answered by God. It's possible. So let's expect miracles when we pray because God can do anything he wants. God bless you all. I'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.